This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And while you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows, subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face virtual meeting or even topics for future shows. Now, we're going to start this week's episode with one word, and it's an F word, and it's frugal. Uh-oh. Oh, And it frugal. seems like an F word to a lot of people. Ooh. Yeah. You know, but it's also, you know, yeah, it's, some people wear it like a badge of honor uh, that others dread. Um, but yeah. a lot of my clients tell me that one of their goals when building a retirement strategy is avoiding a retirement that requires them to be frugal. And really, that's great. But retirement is a reward for a lifetime of hard work, diligent planning, and some sacrifice, and you should want to enjoy it. But being frugal doesn't mean you have to go without, and it certainly doesn't mean your retirement has to be constrained. In fact, it's possible that embracing frugality may make your retirement even more fun and full of potential. Now, a lot of times when you think of the word frugal, one of the things that pops into people's mind is Ebenezer Scrooge from A Christmas Carol. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, And as you can probably recall, Scrooge was both very wealthy and very frugal. In fact, he was frugal to a point that he didn't enjoy his life. He oh. was just as he's just an unhappy person, incapable of finding joy in anything or anyone. Yeah, yeah, that was his soundtrack. But <laughs> as a Christmas Carol, as the last act showed us, right, his life became more fun, more profound when he began using some of his money to bring himself and those around him joy. So on today's show. We're going to examine the notion that you can be both frugal and happy in retirement. Heck, you can do it in your working years. But first, let me introduce Tony Shore, who I always try to treat better than Scrooge treated the ever-loyal Bob Cratchit. Mm -hmm. Tony? Well? Not uh, Bob. How you doing? (laughs) I'm no Bob Cratchit, and you're no Scrooge, thankfully. So uh, You're kind of like Tiny Tim. (laughs) I'm, I'm more like Tim. I just need your empathy. (laughs) <laughs> really the radio show co-host is the tiny tim of the of the podcast that's for the sure. ghost of christmas present oh yeah the ghost of christmas <laughs> present so uh yeah and you and uh, you know you're no scrooge but uh which is why i'm gonna guess you're buying me lunch after the show right why not <laughs> exactly well but it will be a frugal lunch oh no uh you know and like you just you just mentioned that and being frugal you know it often has negative connotations you know referring to somebody as frugal isn't always a compliment but i'm excited to put some shine back on that word frugal today and i did you use the word frugality hey i'm gonna use frugal <laughs> in a lot of different cases a lot of different 
uh, forms pieces of the English language. Sure. I'm going to hit as many as possible. Sure. Sure. Well, where do you want to begin? How about with an adverb, uh, living frugally and happily in retirement? Yeah. It was an Investopedia article, right? So, uh, and it's got some helpful insights. Let me, I want to start out with just a little personal piece here. Like I, I'm generally relatively frugal myself. I like reusing sure. a lot of things, reducing a lot of expenses because, well, heck, it won. It allows me to do what we're going to talk about and some of the things in the show today. Um, but I've also doing what I do. There's a lot of people that they're the surprise millionaires and they're the people that you always thought had nothing because of how frugally they lived. But mm -hmm. boy, do they have a heck of a retirement. Yep. And so let's just talk about some of these things. And we'll hit on some of the stuff from the article and maybe we can share some of at least my things. And if you have any of your own frugal notes, feel free to add them in, Tony. Now, it first recommends building a proportional spending plan. Now, if you look at the Employee Benefit Research Institute, EBRI, it noticed that for most people between ages 65 and 74, spending roughly breaks down to about 45% for housing and home-related expenses. Then you get 12% for transportation, 11% for food, 10% for healthcare expenses. Now, if you dig even deeper, people in 65 to 74 age group, they spend about 10.5% on entertainment. 2.9% on clothing and 5.4 on other expenses. So look at your current expenses. Do they fall fairly well with, into this model? Now, if not, you might want to consider some adjustments. It's not that you have to just to get it into this model, but you have to take an overall look at what your spending plan looks like so you can get an idea of are you overspending in any one area and what you can do to trim those. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. And, uh, you know, looking at your expenses is always good. And that makes sense to me. Also working closely with somebody like yourself, Matt, uh, a financial services professional, that's another way to make sure uh, that your budget gets adjusted in a way that's going to be both frugal and uh, fit an enjoyable lifestyle at the same time, which is the idea here, right? Yeah. Speaking of lifestyle, uh, the article recommends you know, define your preferred lifestyle. You know, best place to start is in your home. Are you going to stay put in the home you raised your children in? Is, are you going to downsize to a condo, a single floor townhome? If you're really going to throw caution in the wind and live a retirement lifestyle full of nearly endless travel, then that's something you'll need to carefully think out a budget for. And as much as possible, you should determine your preferred lifestyle before you retire because it's typically not something you want to figure out on the fly. Yeah, no, you, you want to plan ahead. That's for sure. And if you're going to be on the road a lot, you know, downsizing your current home, I think that's an easy way to save some money. Yeah. And as, as you know, kind of paradoxical as this may sound, proper planning and knowing the things are going to happen really allow you to live in the moment better. Yeah, right? that's true. That's true. That is, that's, so, you're exactly right. And with but, less stress. Yeah. Now, so on the same topic though, like, so the home, smaller homes require less upkeep, less maintenance that keeps more cash in your wallet. And not, by necessity, you know, downsizing means you're going to have to get rid of some of your stuff. And while you'll probably have to simply donate a lot of it, you might be able to sell some of it and earning a few bucks here and there. That's never a bad thing. Or maybe it is judging by your silence. Oh, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> Did I really get you thinking on that I one, thought, Tony? I Are thought you, thinking you were going to, I thought you were going to keep going there, but you're uh, looking you're around right. at all the records going, I don't want to sell my records. 
That's right. You scared me there for a minute. Uh, I had a little, uh, I was just having a little, uh, <laughs> little cardiac there a moment. But. Uh, so honestly, you know, it, but there's another great thing. You have a ton of great records, right? But yep. you also have a bunch of clunkers. They're, they mean something to you. No. And at some point, if you had a smaller room, you might have to get rid of a few. That's true. And yeah, maybe no, a that's couple of the ones that aren't the greatest are right. still worth a couple bucks. Oh, yeah. True. Oh, yeah. Especially right so, now. Yeah. Vinyl is at a peak all-time high as far as value right now. So if it if it's in good shape. But anyway, you're right. Downsizing is a great way to really help your budget. but And it could mean less work and less stress. If ever there was a good goal for retirement, I think it's less work and less stress. So downsizing, say your home, uh, can really do that. And downsizing a lot of your stuff <laughs> or junk, uh, is another great way. I agree with you. Good point. Yeah. So, you know, uh, taking a chunk or two out of your transportation budget, that's another way to embrace more frugality. There it is. I said it for sure that time. Yes, before I didn't know if I did, but I definitely said for I'm going to be hearing it now. You know, if you and your spouse or partner are both retired, but you each still have your own car, maybe you can consider selling one of them. You'll not only make some money off the top, you'll enjoy considerable savings with, you know, insurance, maintenance, gas. And if you'll each need the car for solo activities, you know, just work out a schedule that keeps everyone on the same page. And if that's easier said than done, you know, have, you know, just put a little more work into it. Communication from now through the end of retirement is very important. And no matter how many cars are parked in your driveway, reaching out to your insurance agent to discuss some potential savings, another smart play. We've talked about this before. We haven't touched on it in a while, but you know, you're not bound to stick with the insurance company you're with forever. You know, and, uh, you may really like your insurance agent, but don't forget that's your their job is to get you to like them, so you do business with them. But if another reputable company comes along, offers similar or better insurance than you have right now, let them take a shot at getting you the policy. But if that doesn't work, you know, jump on the better price for the same coverage when or better if possible. Right. Right. And, and since a lot of retirees are embracing the RV lifestyle, we've mentioned that on past shows, we might want to point out that buying a smaller unit, uh, a smaller rig, like a class C rather than the big class A RVs, it's going to save you uh, plenty of gas in addition to a much smaller sticker price. That's true. And you saved face right there because you said smaller unit and then you went with the proper lingo and hauled out rig. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm rig really is proud the, of you there. Rig, that was, rig is the right way. And my no dad, one was no one was gonna listen to you if you said a class C unit. But when <laughs> right, you said rig <laughs> self correction, I did it. But thank yeah. you for drawing attention to it. Well, I you know, really appreciate that. That's important. Credit where it's due. And you and you <laughs> but you know, the concept go big, don't go or go home doesn't necessarily apply when you're trying to be a little more fruitful. Right. Right. The go so, big or go home. That doesn't apply here. That's true. Yeah. So uh, do you, uh, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Because everything we've been talking about points to having a plan in place before you get to that point and uh, the sooner the better. And you're offering a complimentary consultation, right? What better way to be frugal than to have a complimentary consultation? There you go. Uh, yeah, we do. And you know, the initial consultation, there's no cost. There's no obligation to that. We're not going to 
cram anything down your throat, try and make you buy anything. Uh, we're going to talk about what the what, how we do these things, how we go through the planning process, what it looks like. If you want to do business with us, great. If you don't, you know, find someone who you do want to do this with. And listen, if you have all the resources in the world, what's worse? You know, what's worse? Consuming everything or being a little more frugal and, you know, getting this planet a couple inches further down the road. Uh, you know, n- neither way is it a bad thing. But I do want to say before we start this next segment, being too frugal forever, it almost can become like addictive. Like you get yeah, it, so it can used be a problem. To, yeah. to doing it that I literally had to talk a client who came, it was a newer, you know, it was a newer client, but in talking to him, I found out he had never gone out and had a steak dinner. Oh, come his on. His whole life. The guy was very wealthy. Like I said, this is a guy you would never consider. Nobody would have ever thought this guy had the money he had. And I think he ended up talking to us because a lot of people would take a look at the guy and just be like, you know, I I have a new advisor who may want to talk to you. Right. But, yeah, sure. Um, but it turns out, you know, this guy had been extremely frugal, but in doing sure. so, he was able to save a lot of money. He just didn't maybe have it positioned perfectly sure. for the rest of his life. Well, retirement. the bottom line is you can't take it with you. And right. uh, there has to be a balance. And I think that's what you've been talking about, Matt, on today's show. That's the whole point of these uh, tips and, and things you're talking about, because, uh, you know, so many people, especially those that grew up in the during the Great Depression, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you see that a lot in, in, oh, yeah. in our parents and grandparents, because, you know, like, you know, uh, I'm not going to name names. My mother-in-law, uh, when we cleaned out her house and moved her into assisted living basement full of bags, full of empty bags. So grocery bags, full of empty grocery bags. And I mean, by the hundreds. Yeah. So at some point, no. Right. I mean, (laughs) at some point you got to say no and you don't have to save everything and you can eat out and treat yourself because, uh, you know, and especially if you hang on to it too long, you want to, you want to actually travel when you still have your health and you want to do things and you should save money, uh, you know, and that way you'll live more comfortably in retirement. But again, you can take it too far. You're right. Some people get in locked into you know, they're all about, you know, the excitement is I saved, I saved 10 cents here. I saved 10 cents there. It all adds up and they're right. And a lot of wealthy people are like that. And you say, well, that's how they got wealthy. But if they're not spending the money or enjoying it or their family can't enjoy it while they're still around, then what good is it? There's a lot of truth in that, Tony. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't travel, don't go to restaurants, don't have hobbies. Sure. That's not the message here. The message is, What's most important to you, travel, restaurants, or hobbies? Then maybe find a way to be a little more frugal on the others. Sure. So that way you can put the money to the ones, the things that mean the most to you. Yeah. You know, like, all right, let's talk about the food thing, right? If you don't want, if you'd love to have a great hobby, maybe you can trim a little on food. Write out a menu. Jot down the ingredients you'll need on a shopping list. Then go to the store committed to just buying what's on your list. You know, you can go to things like super centers, wholesale clubs, farmers markets, and that way you're not impulse buying if you can just get the list. And now you can take some of that extra money from that and throw it at something else you really enjoy doing. Right. 
Right. And that leads into, you know, going out to eat. You said that guy had never had a steak dinner. Well, I think it's about time. And that's ridiculous to try to go your whole life without ever eating out at a nice restaurant. But some people eat out two or three times a day. And that mm-hmm. that's the other extreme, right? We can save yeah. money on eating out if we watch ourselves there, right? Yeah, maybe maybe your current living situation doesn't offer a really good place for you to cook, or maybe you've just gotten really used to eating out. Uh, but you know, maybe you can stick to a better budget eating out. And not always, you know, some of them are good. Or you can still make good, healthy choices. It's not going to be the finest of dining in a lot of you know places, like maybe cafeteria restaurants, like you know Golden Corral or something, or or fast casual, something like Panera or Chipotle. You know, also the way you can save money there is tipping isn't always an expectation at, at counter restaurants. You know, if you eat out a few times a week, going to restaurants where you don't have to tip could end up saving you a pretty good amount of money. Now, if you grew up with kids who worked in the service industry, maybe you feel better about going to a place where you can tip the server. You know, they're th- those. It's not exactly like servers have the easiest life in the world. So, yeah, and uh, don't I'm, be I'm not trying to either. talk the world into stopping going to restaurants. Right. But maybe if this is one of the places where you need to be more frugal. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. But don't be frugal by skimping on a tip because that's part of their income. So, yeah. I mean, if if they provided a good service, you tip them well. That's my, that's always been my motto anyway. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, we don't have to forget, we talk about, you know, the things before or how about even just early bird specials. Yeah. You can make all the jokes you want, but you often get a meal at a great price. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, how about this one too? Let's talk about food and maybe healthier food. How about just taking care of yourself? Mm, That's a good one. Exercise regularly. Yeah. Take a long walk through the neighborhood or something more strenuous. Do pickleball or maybe a senior softball league, Uh, water aerobics, anything, you know, anything that keeps you going. And, and, that, how about looking into a Medicare Advantage plan? Uh, mm. They're often less expensive and you can perhaps uh, a lot of. So, for example, I have a couple of clients. They have great uh, plans where some of the stuff that they want to do, they get a tre- They get an allowance for like exercise equipment. Oh, year. wow. So they bought a treadmill. Nice. Out of insurance allowance. Insurance covered it and it didn't come out of their pocket. Now, even if it's, you know. They live in the Northeast, so if it's not great out, they can still walk every single day, and they've kept their health up. They've dropped a few pounds, which is always which is always good, and they're more active. So you know you you do it's like a, it's like passive income. You know, a lot of times exercising. Not only you're not as heavy, so your body's not working as hard, right? So right. you're you're in better health. You're you're not as heavy. You maybe maybe you drop some weight, and you're not as as susceptible to some of the bad stuff that we're going through now. Sure. So a lot of benefits to things like that. There are staying healthy, huge benefits. And I think sometimes people forget that it's possible to shop around a little when it comes to healthcare too. Right. Oh yeah. And you know, even along those lines, think about some other healthcare options you have schedule elective medical procedures after you've hit your deductible. Yeah. Whenever possible, right? Do your best to avoid out-of-network doctors whenever you can. Those out-of-network expenses can really add up. And utilize that free preventative care. You know, s- cancer screenings are often included in plans. Uh, irregular checkups. Anything like that, take advantage of it. Getting out ahead of the of a lot of problems has a lot, Has a, you know, it's a way better than trying to catch up. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. And I, I think this is a great topic and, you know, uh, you really want to make sure that you're staying healthy and, you know, Ben Franklin said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So, uh, take care of yourself and then hopefully you won't need as much, uh, heavy healthcare and medical expenses when you're in retirement. Right. Right. And what does that allow? What does that allow? That allows you to maybe have some plenty of fun. Yeah. Which is also, in my opinion, an absolutely essential part of retirement. And what, like we talked about earlier, you've worked too hard to get to retirement to never have had a steak dinner and not think about having one in your retirement or to find yourself sitting on the couch day after day without anything to do because you don't have the money. Either extreme, right? If your retirement is going to include plenty of golf, you know, day trips or other out of the house activities, maybe a good way to add some frugalness. There's another one for you, Tony. Frugalness. To that's not, that's it, not a word. Uh, it absolutely is now. Frugality. Um, no, frugalness. Um, ditch cable. <laughs> it's expensive enough that if you're not using it a lot, it's probably not worth it. You'll trade it for Netflix or Hulu. You can still catch up on probably most of your shows that way. And that's a lot. So many museums, concert venues, theaters, art establishments, they offer generous senior discounts or maybe volunteer at a, as an usher at your favorite venue. Now you're getting out of the house, you're having some fun and you're seeing a great show for free. Heck, maybe you can get a part-time job as an usher and you can see a great show and make a couple bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea because you make a little money while seeing a show for free. I've seen a lot of seniors working as ushers at the theaters when I go to a concert or uh, at the, the big concert venue. So that's a great idea. I, I really, really like that one for sure. And, you know, uh, maybe audit classes at a local college, you know, because the traditional students in the class enjoy hearing insights from somebody who's been there and done that, right? Yeah. If you don't mind so much the opinions of the teachers or the younger kids, that's a great way <laughs> to do it. Can, well, <laughs> some <laughs> of us tolerate that. that better than others, Matt Donner. <laughs> Listen, it's a great option. It's a rewarding way too, to spend some time while developing new knowledge or skills. Um, how, how about it's another one to be more frugal? Clothing. You know, depending on your career, you probably had a few suits, some dresses, maybe some ties, maybe both, depending on what you did. You know, guess what? Once you're retired, most of those ties can shuffle off to goodwill. You know, it, maybe not the one you spilled mustard on at the barbecue. But, uh, you know, get rid of those old clothes that are just taking up space in the closet. But when it comes to your retirement budget, why spend a bunch of money you don't have to? You know, there's sales, coupons when shopping at department stores, or maybe even stick to thrift stores and garage sales and you can dress like all the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So uh, <laughs> I think retirement is all about what you get to see and do as well as who you're seeing and uh, seeing and doing it with, right? So yeah. why spend a you know if, why spend a ton of money on fancy clothes? Just keep one or two of those classy outfits in case you get invited to a wedding or the opera, right? Yeah, a night at the opera. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> a little Queen reference. I like it. Thank you for picking that one up. Yeah, um, you know, and they would probably frown on someone showing up in an old Star Wars T-shirt. Maybe not where I live, but perhaps you know where others do. But, you know, maybe, regardless, you know, we've had a lot of fun with the F word today. Frugal is what I mean. And <laughs> I really hope we've shown being frugal 
doesn't mean going without many of the things you enjoy. It simply means some small elements of frugality, your favorite, like we've been describing, can add up and provide a more active retirement lifestyle. All right. Well, it's been a great show. We're out of time, Matt. Good one today. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we go? I think the amount of frugalopity that we talked about today. Frugalosity. I'm sure that one wasn't a word before now, <laughs> but I wanted to try it on, see how it yeah. felt. Yeah, sure. Uh, now, listen, th this is one F word you don't have to feel bad about using. And, uh, but, you know, it doesn't have to take over your life. It's a good one. It's a good thing to find ways to cut expenses, especially when you're one, either using those in retirement to spend on the things you really want to do. Or if when you're younger in your earning years, investing and saving that money so that you don't maybe have to have such a frugal retirement. Right. You can be frugal now. You can be frugal later. You can do a little bit of both to bolster up different parts of your life. But it's not a bad word. It's way better than being on a strict budget. How about that? There you go. Exactly. Now, if you'd like to talk about how to do this, give us a call. 800-339-9252. Visit us online at compass-ltd.com. That first visit, it's complimentary. There's no cost. There's no obligation. We'll just sit down, talk to you about how we put the plan in process, the steps you need to take to do it, and then hopefully you can have that life you want in the future while still enjoying the life you want today. All right. Well, thanks, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.